Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On Monday night, Uri Slavkowski played his best preseason game with the Montreal Canadiens. After the game, he warned members of the media, though, yeah, it may have been my best game, but it's still very far off from what I can do. He finished the night with an assist on a goal by Jonathan Drouin and four shots on goal. We'll talk about some of the flashes that he showed us in that game as well. As much as Justin Barron played very good in Ottawa on Saturday night, on Monday, he may have dropped the ball. The big question is, did Arbor Jacki pick it up and run with it? And a young Montreal Canadiens prospect who has shown very well so far at camp has earned himself a three-year entry-level contract. We'll discuss all that and more on the SICK Podcast. I'm Marinero. Today's guest, Grant McCagg, former Montreal Canadian scout, now with Recruits.ca, his own independent scouting agency. He's coming up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. Now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast. And today joining me, Grant McCagg of Recruits.ca. How you doing, bud? Hey, great, Tony. All right. Brought to you by 8.6 Intense by Nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And Lacage, if the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you get back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. I, I don't know if uh, Uri Slavkowski's performance versus the Toronto Maple Leafs in Monday's exhibition game, a 5-1 loss by the Canadians, should be considered a surprise, considering he's the first pick overall. But um, there were some people who already were ready to throw in the towel on him or or to say, you know what, send them to Laval. But he wants to prove some people wrong. Grant, yesterday, his best outing of the preseason. Now, I want to let everyone know that this is being recorded on Tuesday, October 4th. It's close to 3 p.m. And we already know that Yuri Slavkowski will play later Tuesday night versus the Ottawa Senators on a line with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, but we won't be able to talk about that because we're taping Tuesday at around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. All right, so what did you think of his performance 
versus Toronto. Yeah, that's what I, I, I expected the first two games, I think. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you have to you have to realize that there's going to be a, you know, um, initiation, uh, getting used to the NHL pace. Um, maybe, I think what happened the first two games was that he, uh, you know, if you, if you look back at the uh, rookie, his first rookie game, he, he admittedly tried to do too much. And I think... Uh, he was trying to be careful and make sure that he wasn't making mistakes and maybe was thinking too much instead of just playing his game. And I'm pretty sure Marty and the coaching staff had it, you know, had to sit down with him and said, look, just go out there and play your game. You know, you, uh, you have the physical skills to, to make a difference out there, just less thinking, more reacting. And, uh, it, it looked like it last night that he was just playing and, um, his physical skills are, are, are such that, He's going to make an impact uh, when he when he's uh, when he's just playing his game, and that's what he did last night. Grant, up until Monday night, and maybe even part of Monday night, critics would will say that Slavkowski looks slow. So let me ask you a question, uh, and I'll give you a couple of potential uh, potential answers, and you tell me which one it is. Slavkowski is a slow, b carrying too much weight c looks slow because the pace of the national hockey league is fast d all of the above which i'll go you? with e. i'll go with e i don't think he looks slow all right there there's an answer that uh, perfect let's throw an e <laughs> So you don't think he, how about how about the weight that he put on and the fact that he's 238 has he Without saying he's slow, has he lost a step carrying more weight? Did he look slow in the rookie tournament, Tony? No, but he was playing versus rookies. Right, but he was the fastest player on the ice, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I I think it's just a matter of him uh, adjusting to the NHL pace. He's like, uh, you know, I don't, think he, I don't think he looks slow, to be honest with you. I mean, he hasn't been the fastest player on the ice. But his speed has been fine. I think it's more uh, just a case of him. He's got to adjust to uh, to playing, uh, you know, at the NHL pace. Like he he tried to do things. Um, he's almost like he's skating differently. He's um, his strides have been a little different because he's trying too hard to skate faster, and um, and his mechanics have been screwed up a bit. I think it's just a, it truly is just a matter of adjusting. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't look slow at the Olympics. He didn't look slow at the world championships. He didn't look slow at rookie camp. So, you know, two exhibition games where he didn't look fast doesn't mean that he's slow. And I don't think that that's, yeah. that's not something to worry about whatsoever. I got it. Listen, I asked the question because the difference between the Olympics and the world championships, of course, is that he's now 238. That's number one. And the difference between the rookie camp is that he is playing uh, in NHL exhibition games. All right, okay. The goal. You, 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 you keep bringing that up every time, Tony, about his weight. Like uh, I, he didn't at two thirty eight in the rookie camp. He didn't look slow. Got it. So uh, I think it's just adjusting to the NHL pace is is Perfect. all it is. And I mean, we saw an improvement last night with it. And I think uh, playing with uh, Suzuki and Caulfield. He, 
he's not going to look slow tonight. I really don't hey, think so. Don't get me wrong. I endorsed the pick, and I love them on Monday night versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. Uh, even though he wasn't able to get that goal that so many people are waiting for. Matt Murray makes a save, and he says after the game and starts laughing, what can I say? The goalies are good in this league, but we <laughs> yeah. really got a glimpse of who he is, right, on the goal that he set up for Jonathan Drouin. I mean, he went by uh, he went by a guy like he wasn't even there. I mean, that's the guy the Canadians drafted first overall. Absolutely. Uh, you know, he... Uh... He's got he's got the puck skills. He's got the moves. Um, uh, his puck protection skills. I think we started to see it, and it was mentioned on the broadcast a couple times on TSN that you know you're, we saw how good he can be protecting the puck. And uh, um, even at this stage, even if he's not uh, one of the faster players in the league, I think he will be. Um, his his size, strength, and puck protection skills are already so good that if he if he's playing with confidence, he can he can make an impact even if he's not, you know, as fast as he's going to be in in his prime. All right, okay. So now he'll play with Suzuki and Caulfield versus the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday night, and it's the coach's way of saying, you know what, you showed me something. I'm going to reward you. Now I'm going to play you with the two best players that you've played for with so far in camp. Let's see what you can do. We're not there yet, but let's say he passes this audition. Would you see him playing with those guys in game one of the season? Or absolutely, I've been yeah. I've been saying it since he was before he was drafted. Um, I think the plan all along was to play him with him regardless of how he looked at the first. Well, obviously the, the injury to Suzuki changed things or I think he'd already played with them. Uh, uh, Marty was asked about it today, you know, like um, why, why is he playing with those two? And he says, you know, first pick in the draft, you know, so it, uh has been getting to play with the best players in Seattle. You, you give, you give high draft picks uh, full opportunity to uh, to show why they were they were picked high, and uh, yeah, I think that that's you know that's the natural move to make. Uh, I think it'll buoy his confidence a lot, and I think I think you're going to have a really strong game from him today. Hey, since you brought him up, what are your impressions of Shane Wright thus far in preseason with the Seattle Kraken? Uh, I've got to see uh, two or three games, and uh, he's he's it's tough playing center as an 18 year old in the NHL. And he's, he's finding that out. He's been about 25, 25% in the faceoff circle, you know, so he's having trouble winning draws. Um, defensively, he's, he's having some struggles last night. I think he turned the puck over maybe eight or nine times. They only had him down for two giveaways, but I'm not sure who was doing the stats there. They, they certainly weren't paying close attention because he kept coughing up the puck last night. Um, I think he'll probably get an eight or nine game look at the start of the year. And if he's still playing like, like he was last night, I think he gets sent back to Kingston. All right. In Slavkovsky's case, once again, this is prior to the game versus the Ottawa centers where he's going to play on a line with Suzuki and Caulfield. But uh, you've been saying all along his place is with Suzuki and Caulfield. So I guess that's a definitely Montreal Canadians for you, because of course there was talk of Laval in the media that we've heard over the last week or so, less so after Monday night's game. But for you, it's without a doubt, it's Montreal? 
Well, if he struggles in the remaining few games, maybe maybe he goes down to Laval. But I'm pretty sure that uh, in his case, the first overall picks, I don't think there's ever been one that started the year in the AHL. Uh, I know it's a little different story for, for European guys that you can actually do that with. But I just don't see it, you know, for, first of all, for a psyche even, you know. You're the first overall pick. You want to please... Uh, and to, to get, you know, that kick in the teeth uh, right off the bat, I think would, would not be good for his confidence. I, I see it just from that standpoint alone that, they, they, that they're going to give him a look at the start of the year regardless. And, I mean, you can always do the nine-game thing with him too, right? If he's not, if, if he's not performing, send him, send him down. But uh, I, I think that, that uh, he's not hurting the team. He hasn't hurt the team defensively. Like away from the puck, he's playing. He's not been hurting the team. So if he's not hurting the team, he's the first overall pick. Um, the fans want it. The management wants it. He wants it. So I, I, I don't see him being anywhere else but Montreal. Open. All right, let's take a look on defense now. I thought that prior to Saturday's game in Ottawa, Justin Barron had dropped the ball. I thought in Ottawa he was exceptional with a goal and an assist, and he was plus three. But on Monday night versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, I thought he dropped the ball again. My question to you is, was Jack Guy good enough to pick it up and run with it? Because he, too, uh, got dipsy-doodled by William Nylander at one point. That was the bad. The good was, on another occasion, it looked like Nylander was intimidated by him and just left the puck for him. And on another occasion, he handed the hardware to Michael Bunting. So... We saw, you know, the good and the bad from Jack Eye. Is it good enough to dislodge Barron? Uh, well, I don't know that Jack is going to play on the right side. So I'm not sure that they're really battling for a spot per se. I think it's more is Harris going to beat out Barron for the third right spot? Because I think that that's probably the guy they're most comfortable with playing on the right side between Jack I and Harris. Mm-hmm. Jack hasn't played a lot on the right and, and Harris has, and I think he's looked pretty comfortable. So uh, I think, I think they're going to start the season with, with three rookies. Uh, if Edmondson's not back, I'm pretty sure. I mean, no one's been better than Gooley, Jack I and Harris uh, among, you know, other than the, the you know, Weidman, Savard and uh, Matheson, right? They're the three. So- so as Locked. of today, you see Barron starting in Laval. I absolutely, yeah. Even the Ottawa game, he he had points, but still in his own zone, uh, he's had struggles all all uh, all camp. He's making uh, he's making errors. He's not covering his man well. He's uh, turning over the puck when he's pressured, and uh, he's only played 135 games the last three years, and I think that's showing he's got to go down to Laval, play 80 games, 20 minutes a night, learn the pro game, uh, get the reps, and uh, hopefully he'll be fine for camp next year. I know you loved Owen Beck the second they drafted him. Earlier today, they announced that he signed a three-year NHL entry-level contract. He told members of the media that he's going to take the year off from school to concentrate on hockey. We know how great he is in academics as well. What did you see from him at the OHL level to tell you that this guy was going to be a very, very solid player at camp and will be a solid player going forward? All-around game. He doesn't do anything poorly. He's an 
highly intelligent, uh, one of the best skaters from the draft class, the best face-off man, very good defensively, has a great shot. Um, there's not a lot of holes. There's no holes in his game, really. He, I was on with uh, Steve Lloyd there earlier today on TSN 1200 Ottawa, and uh, he, he reminds me a lot of Shane Pinto, you know, another young player that Ottawa's bringing up that's a centerman. Very similar type player, and uh, I just uh, don't – I think he's a third-line center all day on a contender, and from what we saw, we saw at camp, I think he's got second-line center upside for sure. When does he become a Montreal Canadian? Maybe next Maybe next year. Uh, if he goes back and has a has the breakout offensive campaign that I think uh, his coach is expecting and he's expecting – goes to the world juniors plays well there maybe has a good Mississauga's got a pretty good team so maybe a good long playoff run uh I think he could come back to camp next year and uh and maybe win a spot Granny, he's impressed people so much that some believe that he's got a spot on the team right away but you know you don't want to skip steps in your development and one scout once told me that one year more in junior will not hurt your development, but one year too soon in the National Hockey League will. It's not like they don't have time on their hands with these kids, right? I mean, let's face it. Based on what we're seeing, the Canadians are going to compete, but they're not going to be a playoff team in 2022-2023 unless there's some kind of miracle. They have time with these kids. Absolutely, and I think there's not a need right now. Like uh, Monaghan looked good last night. Dvorak's, uh, you know, been pretty decent in camp. Uh, Suzuki, Evans, um, and Doc, you know, they they don't need him to play center. They've got five very capable centers to start the season. So you don't want him playing on the wing either. I mean, his he's such a great face-off man that, that I think you want to keep developing his center skills. And uh, the best place for him is to go back to junior I mean, he had 50 points last year, right? So you want, I think you want him to ideally get the offensive confidence at the junior level where, you know, if you hope that he has second line upside, I think you want him to to produce at the junior level before you, you, uh, you give him an NHL spot. You want him to get 75 plus points. You want him to go to the world juniors and you want him to be an effective player there. That's what you want for him over the next six months. Absolutely. I think he can, uh, his coach told me that he, he wouldn't be surprised if he's a hundred point man this year. Uh, wow. We'll see. I mean, if he goes to the world juniors, he'll miss 10 games and you yeah. know, that's almost two points a game. So, uh, but I'm, I'm expecting him to, to hit 75 plus maybe 40 goals. All right. Okay. So in ending, you just talked about five capable centermen. So my question to you is, which one of the five will be playing the wing on opening night? Mm, uh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm all about good questions, Grant. Yeah, Tony, uh, just amazing. Uh, amazing. Aaron, bluish green eyes. Thank you very much. <laughs> he, uh, probably Evans. Um, he's, you know, he's played a fair bit of, of, of wing with the Canadians in the past. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on the wing uh, to start the season. On a line with Doc and maybe come in and take some of the faceoffs. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to, they want another centerman playing with, with Doc, I would imagine. 
For then again, getting better at face-offs, you're going to have to take them at some point. But anyway, we'll see. That's right. But, I mean, you know, own zone draws, you know, you you want them to get better, but you don't want to lose those draws, right? The coach is always, uh, you know, he'll he'll be going with the guy. The, the guy will be taking the face-off that he thinks has the best chance to win it. Grant, fun as always. That's why we keep calling you back. Thanks so much. Subscribe to Grant's scouting service it's recruits.ca he has talked to pretty much all of the montreal canadians young players the prospects their coaches there's uh, articles there there's evaluations and of course he'll give you a sneak peek at what's going to go on world juniors going forward the mock draft which is going to take place of course at the end of the year and all that stuff you can follow him on twitter at grant mccag he's a former scout with the montreal canadians now with recruits.ca thanks grant Tony, I just want to say, you know, 238, I mean, look, we're, we're both about that, you know, we both weigh about 238, and I mean, we're we're lightning quick out there, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about Slaff's weight. He's, I think he, I think he can play, you know, you start the season at 238, but he'll lose weight as, as the year goes along. A lot of guys do, right, the more yeah. you play. And I bet you by uh, midseason, he, he's probably 228, and, uh, I really don't. I really don't think that there's going to be an issue with the skating, but let's let's hope I'm right. Yeah, it seems like everyone loses weight, but me. Actually, you know what? You're right, Grant. Come to think about it, I shouldn't be concerned. He'll go to 228. Unlike me, when I was 238, I ended up being 268 within two months. All right, so talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Tony. What a sick chat! There you have it, Grant McCag. I'm Marinero. This sick podcast. Tell your friends about it. Follow us on Facebook on Twitter, on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely free. Ciao, ciao. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The sick podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you. <laughs>